0: To another Keel Haul Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I want to talk about the Sea of Thieves RPG role playing game that I just got, as well as some design by human things that came up, and some more information about Sea of Thieves in year end review. All that and more in this episode of Keel Hall Podcast. First up on today's docket, I did want to talk about a Design by Humans t-shirt, a long shirt that just came out for Sea of Thieves. Uh, this is going to be something that is called the Obsidian Skull, and it's kind of cool. I like it. Um, the biggest problem that I have with it is that it's $34, and I don't know that I want a shirt that, that, that's, that costs that much for $34. Now, the, the thing about this shirt is it's all black. It's got some really cool skull uh, designs along these sleeves. And on the back, it has a really awesome kind of flaming uh, skull and crossbones with the, uh, the mystic um, order of souls kind of mark on the forehead there. And I, I do like it. I think the biggest problem that I'm running into it with is that uh, because it's a limited time thing, uh, it's only like as a recording, this is only up for another nine days and it's only available in men's size shirts. Um, Obviously, women could buy this and wear it, but uh, the sizes are going to be designed for uh, a men's long sleeve T-shirts from small to 3XL, which uh, it doesn't really serve anyone um, that's larger than or no, I'm sorry, it does have a 4 xl and a 5XL. So that's nice. It does actually have those, but it doesn't have anything smaller than a small, which I guess would be an extra small. But um glad to see that they that they at least go up to 5XL. And I, I do kind of wish that this was something that they decided to put out for uh, women as well. You know, having a women's cut would probably be really nice considering, you know, men and women play Sea of Thieves. Um, the biggest rub for this, I think, was something that that was kind of promoted with this, and that's when you do buy the Obsidian Skull shirt, uh, you get the Obsidian Banjo with it. Now, if anyone's been watching or keeping an eye on uh, Sea of Thieves, then you, you already kind of know that uh, cosmetics that are promotional items tend to uh, come in multiple ways. It's usually not just one way that they ever do something. And usually if that, if it was, that's usually something that, uh, that the community usually lets rare know that we would kind of like to actually have, you know, something interesting to, uh, to check out. So, um, you know, or at least other ways that we want to be able to get these cosmetics, you know, it started with the, uh, the Flintlock, pistol that was available uh, through streaming or through Mixpox when the, the game first came out and it was the only gun that had a uh, an actual iron sight and a lot of people wanted it. They coveted it a lot. So with the, the Obsidian Banjo being tied to this limited time release for a long sleeve t-shirt, uh, I'm kind of hoping that there's going to be another way uh, for us to actually get a hold of this because a, a lot of people do enjoy the Obsidian set. It's the only promotional items that Rare has really been doing that are tied to like purchases or or streams and stuff outside of uh, liveries this is um kind of their their thing to give away and as a result you know a lot of us are collectors we want to be able to get all of the different types of cosmetics and uh, to be able to do that we have to generally buy stuff um uh, that that gives us these things, so it's it's cool that they have this. I I like it. I'm probably not going to be spending thirty five dollars or with uh, whatever shipping it's going to cost now. Um, and it looks like the expected ship date for this is going to be January twentieth of twenty twenty. So one twenty twenty twenty. That's weird to say. Uh, and yeah, I I'm, I, I kind of hope that Rare decides to um, put this out in other forms and we don't just get stuck with this one thing. Um, one thing that we did get, or, or at least one thing that I got that was another uh cosmetic that i had to actually purchase through picking up something else was the uh sea of thieves rpg so if you're not familiar uh sea of thieves has partnered with mongoose publishing and they are working on building out an a uh, role-playing game that is available for purchase right now it's only available for ordering through mongoose publishing's website and um, this this is a, a, a relatively it's it's actually it's cheaper in pounds than the shirt is, but I imagine in uh, if you actually purchase the the role playing game in for the states, you're going to be paying more because of the conversion and also just the the general uh, shipping for it is kind of pricey. So I picked up the actual um, role playing game version of it, and uh, I've got the box here. So if you're if you're looking at the stream and uh this is this is the first time i'm actually no second time second time i'm streaming the actual podcast live i usually don't do this because i have a a lot of pauses and breaks in between i usually don't do this so i'm trying to trying to stream it right now for everyone uh but the role-playing game is really nice and i i haven't gotten a chance to really dive into it um i took a look into the lore book and the lore book is really nice, uh, but there isn't a whole lot as far as actual lore goes. So I decided to take a look into the the Book of Pirates, and uh, there's a really nice kind of opening for people who are um, going to be diving into this role-playing game. And the reason I even bring this up is because uh, with the purchase of the role-playing game, you would actually get a code for the Lord Guardian sales, uh, the sales of the would-be Pirate King. Now, obviously, there's a bit of story to be uh, discovered in the role-playing game that involves the uh, would-be king. But uh, with the actual sails, these sails are the sails that if you look on the um, box art for Sea of Thieves, uh, there's the ship that is the, the kind of the galleon on the box art and the sales that they have are a color invert of the Lord Guardian sales, um, which makes me wonder if this is the would be Pirate King if the sails that are on the actual box art for the game, sorry, I'm, I'm looking over at the actual poster of the box art that I have, uh, that I ordered a long time ago, in, and I'm wondering if the inverted colors are actually the white sails with the red uh, Kraken head, if that's actually the Pirate King's liveries, uh, if this is the would-be pirate, and I would imagine that the invert inverted colors uh, well, not invert, but the, uh, the reversal of colors would be, I don't know how to say that, but that would actually be um, the would-be pirate stuff. So I'm hoping to get some time in to actually uh, read through the books, um, get a good idea of uh, how, how the game actually plays out. And then see if uh, one, if there's anyone in my local area that's interested in doing it. And then two, to see if um, if we can get a game going in the discord uh, so that people who have the game and can reference things uh, online, we can sit down and have like a, a group call and or in discord and just kind of play through. Uh, some some role-playing on the actual discord server so that we can, uh can enjoy it And if you haven't joined the discord server, it's a, a really awesome place uh, I've got a lot of folks that um, Just got promoted to being moderators. This is the first time I've done any kind of moderating for the the discord server It's always kind of been on my shoulders and uh, so I wanted to to kind of again Thank the thank the folks that actually like are are taking the time to work on being a moderator um, for the actual uh, for the actual Discord server. So thank you, uh, Chateau Neuf, El, El Jefe Esteban, uh, Captain Blackheart, uh, Me and a Fairy, and no, that's all. It's just the four. So I've got two, uh, two, two European folks that are, are keeping an eye during those times and then two uh, American folks that are uh, keeping an eye on the the Discord while I'm uh, doing other stuff. So hopefully this will afford me some time to actually get a chance to work on other stuff. And uh, yeah, so sorry, I got really distracted there. But yeah, we're going to be doing the Discord thing. I'm going to be trying to get a... Um, an actual game going for people once I get a chance to sit down and kind of read through more of this uh, and discover more about how it plays, how I should set it up, what the best way to, to do it is, and if if I should do it with people that just have the actual game or if there's going to be another way for us to, to kind of work on this. Uh, and yeah, it's it's kind of cool. I, I'm i happy to have it, and uh, I'm happy that I have these cosmetics for the actual um for the actual game, but uh, I'm going to hold off on the actual sweater because I think that the the sweater, the obsidian banjo, is going to be something that will come to us in other forms later on down the line. Next up on today's docket, I did want to bring up something that uh, I think came up in a Twitter thread the, the this last week, uh, and it was kind of fun to kind of talk about some of the things that would be cool to come to Sea of Thieves. So I, I threw out a, a quick little tweet just to ask some folks uh, what their their top things for features coming to Sea of Thieves would be for 2020 as we close out uh, 2019 and going into 2020 to see what the game could bring to us. So I made a quick little top 10 features features wish list uh, some of it from the community some of it from myself and i figured i'd go down and uh, kind of uh, list off all the different things i don't think that these are any in any kind of particular order um, i haven't really weighed how i how much i want some things versus others but i figured i'd just kind of go through the the top 10 that i think everyone and myself included can hopefully look forward to seeing over the next year in sea of thieves uh, so top 10 features list let's go with uh, number 10 Music boxes with uh, customizable shanties. This is something that I have uh, longed for for quite a while. Um, Back when... Gosh, I can't even remember when we were actually, when I actually came up with the idea, but the little music boxes that are in all of the taverns, uh, they play, or actually, I think they're in some of the shops as well. I think the equipment shops have them as well. But basically, any of the music boxes that you find around the world are going to play different tunes, different shanties. And I think what a great way for rare to take those and actually make them into an interactable element so that way if you wanted to uh, customize the number of shanties that you know or say like if they were to come out with more than just the shanties that we have to be able to select those the way we select emotes so that way when you're actually uh, playing music you can pull up a radial and choose the song that you want similar to how you can uh, pull out your your fishing pole and choose the bait that you want or when you get on a cannon you can select the type of cannonballs you want we have these these quick radial uh, menu systems to be able to to have multiple types of the same thing and select the individual one that we want I think shanties need to be next on that list uh, emotes has come a long way as we've been having more and more uh, radials added to be able to have access to more and more emotes since those are things that we're spending real money on so if we're going to be doing shanties or at least having more shanties come to the game, uh, I think that this is something that I would like to have uh, better customization with. So not everyone will have the same actual shanties that you do. And as a result, I think it would be nice to actually have uh, 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 songs that you can play that other people can pick up on and then play for themselves. Uh, And then maybe they decide that they want to keep that shanty so they can add that to their list uh, or swap it out with one that they might know. And just have a little more variance on the the type of music that we're playing because generally everyone has the same songs and most of us tend to gravitate towards certain ones that we want to listen to. So adding different songs uh, and giving us the ability to choose which ones we want I think would be a, a nice a nice way to kind of change uh, up some of the the microtransactions that we're currently going with, making something uh, less of uh, less of like a dive into the emotes, because I think uh, emotes are are getting a little out of hand now um, when there's more emotes than you could possibly actually equip. Uh, it's it's going to be. I don't know, it'll be interesting. I'm not the hugest fan of the emotes being like something that you actually purchase, but I have enjoyed a, a good a good chunk of the ones that they've actually put out. So uh, obviously I like them to some degree if I'm willing to spend money on them, but I, I would like to see something else coming out of the Pirate Emporium, or even just add them to the game, you know, not, not necessarily making them a microtransaction, but just giving everyone access to those, uh, I think would be fun to, to be able to have more music in, in the game. Cause I think that's one of the, the few things in this game that does something that no other game I've played does, which is uh, have, have kind of a, 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 an opt-in cooperative experience with other people and being able to play music and, and chime in right on cue with the other uh, with the other players is is amazing. I think that's a, a an amazing type of engineering, and um, they need to they need to kind of push more to that instead of letting it fall behind uh, in just adding the occasional instrument uh, once a year. All right, so next up on the list, coming in at number nine, uh, random ship cosmetic buttons. Uh, this is something that I, I really, you know, I love having customizable ship or custom ship cosmetics. I think it's great to, to be able to, um, kind of change things up and mix things up. I love kind of, uh, uh, doing different takes on it. I think I went actually today, uh, grabbed the, the Lord guardian sales and added them to the Admiral hall as well as some banjo cosmetics. Uh, and, and it turned out pretty well. So, I really love being able to do that. The thing that I would love to have the most, though, is a random ship cosmetic button because um, I. I I would love to be able to do this the way that I do with uh clothing and equipment because, you know, when when you get in, you just don't want to go out with a bland ship um because it's it's ugly, you know, you spend all this uh, gold and microtransaction money and and time kind of investing and in getting all these cosmetics and a lot of them you don't typically see uh from time to time. So it, it would be nice to be able to just go in there, quickly hit one button uh, get a weird combination and maybe end up liking it uh, just to kind of see what, you know, what kind of different combinations would work or not work and, and kind of make a, a weird amalgamation of, of Frankenstein's monster of ship cosmetics. Um, moving into number eight, uh, clothing loadouts. This is, uh, you know, if, if we have random cosmetic buttons for clothing, to be able to just randomize whatever you want. Um, and to, to be able to, to make an amalgamation of, of different clothing combinations, let's actually go the opposite of that and have specific loadouts. Um, after playing games uh, as a service like uh, Heroes of the Storm or World of Warcraft or Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, you like there. There's actually times where, for example, I'm sitting there looking at uh, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. I look at the loadouts and I think, you know, I would love to have um, a a, a group of loadouts for each specific weapon for each specific game type. So, you know, what works in some maps won't work in other maps. And I have to constantly edit the same layout and hope that I don't accidentally overwrite my gun with all of its attachments. If I didn't save it, because, uh, going in and trying to remember like what saved loadout is, for which map it's like, I would have to, to list each one by gun type and actual map to be able to remember which is which. So it's, it's one of those things where like, even with a game that half that has loadouts, I I'm finding myself desiring more loadouts for it. But with sea of thieves, there are definitely times where there are like events that I would love to have. Like right now it's a very festive time. A lot of people really love kind of going out and trying to make uh, pirate Santa. And there's been some really, really good pirate Santas out there uh, as far as cosmetics go. And, you know, that would be a fun loadout to save. Uh, also, you know, having kind of like a, a, a boarding outfit where you want to go in with like the flashiest of flashy cosmetics you know you've got all your your ashen clothing and your pirate uh legend uh and in athena's rep um cosmetics so you go in there looking like a, a glowy toadstool and you know that would be a quick loadout as opposed to you know wearing that all the time so i would love to see loadouts for clothing to be able to give pirates an opportunity to uh to role play a little bit better you know if someone wants to have a, a captain uh loadout then they can do a captain loadout and the reason I bring this up is purely to do with the fact that we just have such a huge amount of cosmetics right now, and there are a lot of different sets, and those sets are definitely hard to to kind of go through if you're going through each single one. You don't have a way to quickly select uh, Admiral set and just equip all of the Admiral set. But if you had loadouts, then you could kind of mix and match most of it, and then maybe add some flair that would be a little personalized. Um, I'd like to see something kind of like that so as i was taking a quick break to drink some eggnog and review the next item on the list uh i actually got a a really good idea from the downward spiral in chat who mentioned uh a wanting a companion app like destiny uh and they go on to say that they can find out where uh, what cosmetics they're missing uh, how they would get them or if they're untainable uh how you would have gotten them and I agree. I think that would be a great idea to have a companion app. I would love to have an app that actually shows um, kind of what, what the time is during Sea of Thieves or, or um, what day it is. Uh, just kind of see like a, a map, actually have like a map on. Because with every server, every server has the same time, the same day, and the same weather. So the, the forts and stuff. Uh, and the 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 actual ship battles those are all different based on the server. but the weather system on the other hand isn't. Um, so it would be kind of cool just to to be able to pop in and see like um, see like where the actual storm is on the map and that way it was just you know something fun. but i I agree. I think that having a way to, see like what cosmetics are available and even have like a a viewer built in um i can't think of any apps that i know for games that do this right now i'm sure there probably is i remember the i could have swore that the world of warcraft one did this a long time ago but you could actually see your character and all of your equipment and I think if you had a companion app that allowed you to view every cosmetic and to apply them to your pirate, be able to import your pirate and then change cosmetics on the pirate, that would be really cool. The trouble I see with this is I don't know how it would add value to the actual game. Um, It it would be nice to have, but there needs to be a way so that if you are making a companion app, that that translates into... Uh, some sort of revenue for um, Microsoft or for Sea because they need to have some sort of financial drive for behind creating something like that. So uh, whether it be uh, purchasing micro- microtransactions, um, gosh, I can't even think of, of a good way that they could actually turn that into some sort of revenue stream to justify the building of it. But it would definitely be a, a nice thing. Maybe this is something that someone could actually do on the side. I know uh, Rare Thief has uh, spent a lot of personal time building out the, the application for iOS and for Android so that people can actually kind of, almost as a wiki, but have uh, locations of all the different landmarkers on all the different islands as well as uh, spawn points for animals. Um, th- that was a, a huge resource back early when the game first came out. When a lot of people didn't remember what the names of islands were, or what kind of animal types were on the islands, because a lot of the time, uh, many of us hadn't memorized um, which islands uh, spawned what animals, and that was a that was a very valuable resource. And since cosmetics seemed to be the main way that. Rare is moving with, uh, with their, their content implementation. Um, I think something like this would actually help out a lot. Uh, maybe you could even see like your actual reputation achievements and commendations as well. So say. Say for example, you are working on tall tales and you're talking with someone and you wanna know like if they'd be interested in joining you for a tall tale to be able to work on accommodations or something, you could quickly access that information through the app. Uh, Similar to the Xbox app where you can actually see like how many meters you've sailed uh, in in Sea of Thieves or how many chests you've turned in, things like that. And moving on, uh, let's talk about number seven, which is new enemy types. Um, This is something that I think would be great to see this is something that they've constantly hinted at coming down the line and with the recent update um with the festival of giving we did see a new type of enemies with the the three new pirate lords the uh, the duchess the the two-faced um oh gosh i just blanked on what his name is uh the the two-faced scoundrel i think it was so the Duchess, the two-faced two-faced scoundrel, and then the uh, mutinous helmsman. Um, which all of those guys are all brand new. I, I like that they're doing something different with the forts with these. Uh, but at the end of the day. They have the same kind of animations and uh, attacks, AI attacks, as the the regular uh, skeleton lords that you fought during the Tall Tales with uh, Briggsy and uh, and Captain Captain Grey Morrow. Um I would love to know if we're going to find anything in the future that revolves around maybe hunting down mermaids. If uh, there's evil mermaids out there that we have to. Um, kill or, or hunt down. So, you know, something kind of threatening us besides the occasional shark at a shipwreck. Um, I'd, I'd still love to see more land-based animals uh, that, that could attack us. You know, having boars as opposed to just pigs. Um, having roosters as opposed to just chickens. Uh, having less snakes because they're already a problem. Uh, things like that to, to help kind of vary up some of what you would normally expect on islands. Uh, we know that, that Rare is already looking to implement some of the new traps that they've brought in with the Tall tails into... Um, the, the new questing systems, or not questing systems, but the refreshed voyages that they're going to be bringing to say, like the gold hoarders. Things like that I think are going to be great in the the long run uh, as we kind of work towards building out more interest in actually doing voyages on islands because I, I don't know about you but it feels like a lot of the focus for the latest content updates have been kind of focused around hunting down skeletons uh, and skeleton lords and, and while I appreciate that um, I think my skeleton counterpart in the game probably doesn't uh, although I'm still trying to actually get him. Next up on today's docket, I did want to talk again about the actual clothing dye system for the game. Now, this is something that I've talked about a lot in the past because it's still something that I think really should come to the game. Um, I think that getting multiple, multiple cosmetic types uh, that are the same set, but just varying colors um, is is, it's not it's not what I really was hoping the system would be. I was hoping that we would get a way to choose. Uh, different types of clothing to kind of further customize it because if if you give everyone, two types of colors for the same cosmetic set, then you're still going to run into a lot of pirates that have the same look. Uh, whereas if you actually give us a color dye system, then we can actually dye the colors in multiple different ways. That kind of gives us a, an opportunity to um, really kind of flesh out like who our pirate is. And I wanted to bring up an email that I got uh, on the, the 12th uh, that actually kind of dives into this. So I'm going to read out the whole email, email, not email, uh, just so that you guys can actually get, get kind of a full thoughts on on what they thought about last uh, episode. So, uh, writes in and says, Hey, Captain Logan, my name is Lucas. And like you, I'm an avid Sea of Thieves player. I really enjoyed your podcast and was listening to the most recent one when I heard your plead with your listeners to tell you what their concerns are. I figured I would respond to this because I spend a fair amount of time thinking about this game and how it could be better. I'm sorry if this isn't the right place to send you these thoughts. I considered tweeting you, but didn't want to create a large thread for you to comb through. I hope some of my thoughts are helpful. Well, this is actually the right place to do it. Any place is a good place to do it. I just appreciate getting the actual information from you all. Uh, he goes on to say In the podcast, you spoke about how a lot of the clothing we have are now just recolored versions of a original sets we had a while ago. I completely agree with that and was frustrated with Rare when they came out and said that they wouldn't do that while never really giving a full explanation as to why. I would even take it one step further, and I believe you have referenced this in the past, for a game which is cosmetic-based, we are still really lacking in customizing, uh, customization options. These reskins slash recolors are just bandages uh, over a glaring problem. They've stated addressing this by releasing clothing every month in these updates, but a lot of them are just recolors. You and I could color our clothing exactly the way we want it if Rare would let us do that. And they would have barely any complaints about clothing going forward. I can say the same thing about ship customizations. We need. More more options and variations. I've also thought about pirate legends a lot. I imagine you are a legend as I am. I don't recall hearing about pirate or I don't recall hearing about pirate legend issues on your podcast, but it's possible I'm just not remembering correctly. Pirate legends need more developer attention. I understand that pirate legends are a small percentage of the pirate population and thus making updates specifically for them could look problematic. However, Pirate legends are significantly lacking content. Being a pirate legend is supposed to mean something. I remember when I first uh, bought the game about a year ago now and hearing about pirate legends and being really excited about being one someday. Right now, there's hardly anything legendary about pirate legends. I certainly don't feel legendary, and it's not just because I'm bad at combat. Many of the articles I read said that once you become pirate legend, uh, that's when the real adventure starts. This, as far as I'm concerned, could not be further from the truth, especially on the cosmetics side of things. Pirate legends need more content. Whatever happened to the captaincy update and the avail- and the ability to have full customization control over your ship, what about ship naming? It's a little bit frustrating. Lastly, there are just a few, uh, there are just some general things that I think the game would really benefit from. Dueling needs to be added, and the cries for it are only getting louder with each update. This leads me to believe Rare is is working on it, but I don't recall them saying they were or they are. Uh, we should be able to buy storage crates, which you've mentioned before, and you should be able to buy collector's chests. These things do not necessarily create an advantage in favor of crews with the most money it really just creates convenience i have more to say but this email is already long and i don't even know if this is how you prefer to receive fan messages like this i apologize again if you prefer those messages are meant to come from other places like twitter i would be happy to keep this discussion going if you have any interest thank you for all your work you do with your podcast i always enjoyed listening to it monday on my way to and from work sincerely lucas aka captain quinn in the sea of thieves lucas thank you so much you are echoing a lot of the truths that I believe about this game. It doesn't feel like pirate legends have anything special. I haven't thought about the fact that I'm a pirate legend in in probably six months. I think the last time that it really kind of struck me as something that I thought was important had more to do with the fact that I had gotten and immortalization put into the game for myself on the anniversary of becoming pirate legend and i remember when i hit pirate legend it was and it was an emotional and exciting moment for me and i'll never forget that but at the same time i've realized that uh in the months After that, hitting Pirate Legend Athena 10 was the last great goal that I had in the game. Um, It wasn't until the Tall Tale system came out that I had a driving force for me to, to play. And with them setting this system up to give you access to new adventures uh, through pirate legends and the mercenary tales they are releasing content for pirate legends but it's nothing impactful the way that a new set of liveries are that are available to everyone Um, the new two-tone hair colors are a nice uh, addition to the game as well as the the weapons that are for arena but there's definitely some focal points that rare's going with that are keeping to a general broad audience and i agree it has been a long time coming that rare has uh needed to to do something to really kind of incentivize becoming pirate legend beyond having access to an additional voyage for these uh monthly updates <laughs> Alright Pirates, the uh, one thing while I was actually taking that break I I asked the chat uh, to see on Twitch um, if there was something they would like to actually have uh, being a pirate legend and Captain Hank actually uh, responded with something that I th- think is actually a really cool idea um, having a personal area in the hideout, the pirate legend hideout to show off stuff and that just sparked my interest because we've done, at, at least the folks of some of us that have been around since the game was released, have done quite a lot of stuff, uh, you know, we've we've killed uh, the hungering one we've uh, destroyed ships from uh, Wanda's Wanda the Warsmith's fleet, we've we've gone and taken on the Shroud, we've uh, ventured into the Devil's Roar, we've done a lot, and to have a way to personalize um, some of your, your great feats that you've accomplished. Uh, having a, a personal spot instead of just a ship that reflects the, the stuff uh, that you've done. Because sure, yeah, I have the cosmetics from the, the Hungering One, uh, the Hungering Deep uh, event. But how often do I actually equip the Megalodon figurehead? Hardly ever. I, I hardly ever actually equip that. Now, that's not to say that, you know, the one that I have or, or, or that one isn't precious to someone. I'm sure it's precious to someone and I'm sure they love it. And I think that's the one that they equip all the time. But I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, now, maybe that's just because I'm, I'm not coming in contact with the right people. But... Outside of your ship and the customizations that you get for specific events, there's not really any way to kind of have like a personalized um, area. And it's, it's tough because how do you build an area like that for a crew uh, or a shared environment? Because the, the hideout itself is the same across all the different outposts. Uh, it's, it's the same instance. So if there's multiple people in there, you would have to do some sort of phasing with the server to actually shard out a specific, sorry, that was a weird way of phrasing that, to, to create a shard that is just you in your hideout with your stuff. And I, I don't think it's impossible, but I, I would love to see something kind of like that. Kind of touching on the email that I talked about with Lucas, uh, just to kind of add in, number five I had is purchasable purchasable supply crates. Uh, That's something that I think um, is still something I I will constantly, constantly bring up as a benefit to the game. And I would still love to hear some reasoning behind why it wouldn't work until they just put it in the game and uh, send me a check. Maybe not send me a check. Maybe just hire me. Hire me as one of the uh, the, the CMs. I'll, I'll take that. Um, number four, changing your pirates. Uh, that's something that I think a lot of us uh, maybe would like to do. I have friends that have purchased second accounts with Sea of Thieves purely so that they could uh, roll a second pirate to make as either... You know just something to have for fun or to to create one that actually reflects who they want to want it to reflect because this game touts uh, being able to customize your pirate however you want but they don't really touch on that when you're actually creating your pirate Um, and maybe maybe they've changed that Um, I I haven't actually tried to create a new pirate because let's be honest I can't (laughs) I can't change my pirate I can't uh, make a new pirate I would love to be able to just have a second pirate on the same account that I could load into and level up that way and be able to have different types of pirates that I could role play. I would love to have a big chubby pirate and I would love to have a dwarf pirate. I would love to have my pirate and giving us more different characters to actually play with would kind of add some longevity to the the reputation system that for a lot of us is... Either complete or not a huge focus. Um, so being able to give us the opportunity to re-roll our pirates, but retain all the cosmetics that are, uh, you know, either time exclusive or event exclusive. You know, we've we've spent a lot of work building up this uh, collection. And if we're not happy with the pirate that we have because we didn't know at the time and got too deep into the uh, reputation and cosmetic line to, um, to to find out only then that we couldn't change the way our pirate looks some ways, then it's a bummer because they can't do anything about it there's nothing that can be done to to do that so that's something i would like to see come in 2020 i would love to see being able to change your pirates or at least have multiple pirates uh and have cosmetics work across all of them so that way you know if you make a second pirate um you can level up the reputation but you aren't you aren't forced to look like a new pirate again. You can still wear the same clothing that you have for your other pirate. It's all just one big locker that they, that they pull from. Uh, moving into number three, uh, dynamically changing ships. This is something that has been on their radar for a very long time. Rare has been aware that this is something that they are not, um, they are not against the idea of it it's a huge undertaking. And with them going into a monthly cadence, I don't see this being something that they are going to be trying to heavily work on because they've already loaded up their their plate they've already committed to doing monthly updates so then bringing in something like dynamically changing your ship type in a server so that you don't have to log out and lose your supplies or log out and lose the the session that you're in you just want to have more people come or more people go and be able to adjust the actual type of ship so you know you don't go from a four-person galleon down to a two-person galleon and not be able to change it to a brig. To a sloop, it's it's tough because at that point you you know you've you've already got something in mind where you want to keep playing, but no one's available, and you've got two empty spots on the ship, and it's hard to sail a galleon, which is two people, and fend off uh, big things like krakens or megalodons or ship battles or pirates, and to be able to have them change the ship out, trade it in for a used sloop would be nice because chances are they're probably not going to actually open up the crew and bring in two strangers that they that they don't know just to try and fill those spots they'd probably rather just switch to a sloop so i i don't think this is something that is going to come soon but i'm hoping by the end of 2020 that this is something that they'll actually work into their uh, workflow and put some some quality of life improvements in for it going off of that moving into number two i wanted to bring up private servers again because this is uh starting to actually be something that would benefit the community as we've been trying to do more events uh the sea of champions went down this weekend and it was a charity stream they raised a lot of money for it And it was really cool, but I I don't know how that all worked out as far as them getting a private server to be able to uh, do an arena event with um, community members to be able to raise money for this charity. I assume they did because I know Chris Marlowe was involved and he's a rare employee and probably has some sway in the matter, but with just regular people, regular people probably have big discords and having a big discord, you have a lot of people that want to play. So, I, I would love to see like the, the uh, race of legends be able to have access to a private server that they can set up, load all the supplies that they want or spawn in ships uh, and have exactly the type of ships that they want without trying to find a server that um, has a bunch of galleons because I can't imagine just how much of a pain in the butt it is to get on a galleon, find another galleon convince that galleon to leave the server to give them the galleon and then sail around to try and find other galleons and then try and find people to leave the server to spawn in a new ga- like that's hours worth of work that that they have to do prep wise just to get the race of legends even going so those servers are typically old servers that have been running for a day or so as they are constantly trying to to find ones that they can get enough ships going so that they can actually do stuff <music> Last up on this list, uh, not necessarily the the biggest thing, but definitely something I think a lot of people really would love to see is uh, a a readjustment to the way our voyages are handled. Right now we have the voyage wheel and you can see all of your different voyages on there. And this is I'm kind of I'm going to be kind of cheating on this because there's two things that I want with this, but I would love to have the ability to discard uh, messages in a bottle something that I think is uh, a real pain in the butt when you're on long sessions or you're just really, really barrel happy and you like to grab everything in the barrel like I do. And some people get triggered by this. Um, sorry, daggers, uh, but uh, it, it's it's something that I think I would love to have the ability to discard dis, discard messages in a bottle, so that if I don't necessarily want to uh, to to do those, and I don't want them clogging up or getting them mixed up with all the different like immersive voyages that you get as you kind of go around and actually pick up uh, different skeleton orders and stuff like that just to kind of keep that management in place and, and keep it clean up so that the ui doesn't get confusing uh that would that would be nice and and part of the thing that i wanted to tie into this as well revolves around uh how how voyages in our uh, voyage tab are managed as well right now too because i i did a count the other day and I've got about 12 different voyages, all of them from past events or stuff that I've gained as a result of the 12 days of giving uh, with Sea of Thieves. And you, you jump in, and you get the new voyage, and it's one of those gilded ones. Those are great, but like I'm, I'm never going to be able to pick up a gold hoarder mission. I'm never going to be able to pick up an order of souls mission or a merchant Alliance mission. I can't get those because rare hasn't turned on the switch to, to be able to let me actually, um, to, to pick those up. Like I can, I can have up to three voyages, but if it's anything that I buy from the black merchant or anything that I pick up, uh, as a result of the gilded missions, then I'm, I'm done. I'm, I, I can't, I can't actually do anything. And that's, that's that needs to get fixed. I want to be able to pick up specific voy- voyages from uh, merchants so that I can continue to have one down. So say say like I'm doing um, a, a tall tale or I'm doing uh, a gilded one. If I drop down a, a gilded one, but I want to get credit for another reputation as far as miles sailed, then. I want to be able to drop another voyage, but I can't do that because I just can't pick them up. If I could at least just pick them up, then it doesn't matter because it's, it's a gold sink that I can't use right now. I literally cannot spend 200 gold on voyages if I wanted to in, in, like we, we have all these different ways that rare bringing in ways to sink gold into the economy so that we can not have millionaires, uh, the one percenters out on the seas, um, and kind of bring, bring in that kind of that kind of poverty pirate like me, uh, up closer to the, to the, uh, 1% pirates that are out there with the millions and millions of gold. But you know, if, if we don't restrict people from being able to buy voyages, then we'll be able to, uh, dump some more gold into that, into that sink. So that way you can actually start helping out with the economy so that we don't have these hugely priced cosmetics in the black market archive that are just gold sinks for people that didn't log in during a certain time and I appreciate that those archives are there but uh, uh, though that's kind of like one of the main things that I would uh, love to to see brought to the game and as kind of like an honorable mention um, when I had taken a break between one of these segments. Uh, uh, Crotuck had actually raided me with his his community, and it was really, really sweet. We sat down and we talked for a while, and I asked him one of the things that I thought would be fun to bring to uh, Sea of Thieves as far as one of his 2020 uh, things, and he actually brought up something that I had never even considered and I thought was a really cool idea, and it, and it really kind of spoke to... Some things that I had actually been talking about earlier in this episode where I want to bring more uh, more unique things about my pirate beyond just actual look of the pirate. And that had to do with Voyage Daggers. Uh, a, a, jumping on a ship and dropping a voyage down and everyone um, agreeing to it, you you drop down a dagger. But as soon as you vote for that voyage, and the, all the daggers disappear. And I don't understand why that is. Because if anything, the first thing you do when you log into the game, or at least when you first logged into the game prior to the Maiden's Voyage, I don't know how it works now, but originally when you woke up, you woke up in a tavern and you noticed that there was a map of the Sea of Thieves on the table with a dagger in it and you would pull that dagger out and that was your dagger. That was your dagger that you would use to vote on voyages with for the rest of time. Having that dagger be something that is customizable, something that you can buy a version of and then have that dagger sticking in the actual voyage for the, uh, for the entire voyage, the actual, so you say like you go out, you're sailing, you've, you've uh, been working on this gold hoarder mission for a while. If you go back to the captain's table, there is that voyage and there are the daggers. They're all in there. And if you want to cancel it, you cancel it, but you go up and you pull your dagger out of the table and your dagger looks like your dagger because you chose a specific cosmetic for it. So I wanted to thank Crotuck for one, for bringing his his uh, his raid over to, to the Twitch stream uh, while I was doing this. I really appreciate you guys all hanging out and, and having a good time and enjoying the, the conversation, but also because he brought a really cool idea to this list that i i honestly probably would have never thought of because it's such a a a, an, an ethereal thing like it doesn't last once you vote for the voyage it just disappears and i think that that's a mistake i think that we should definitely have the daggers stay in the voyage throughout the entire mission until it's completed and if you want to cancel it you have to cancel it but when you cancel it you go and you grab it and you pull it back out i love that idea Next up on today's docket, let's just dive into the last few topics that I wanted to cover in this episode uh, before I get into emails that I got this week uh, outside of the one from Lucas that I already talked about. And last week I talked about sword combat balance, and that was something that a lot of people have had uh, issues with. And that's just one layer on top of all of the combat and um The reason why I'm bringing it up now is because I wanted to dive into the article that was written on CFU's website by Mike Chapman. Mike Chapman wrote out a really nice explanation of sword combat balance. And he talked uh, quite a bit about how... um, this is just kind of the first change that they're making that this is something that's been tested on insiders for a while and they're looking to see about how they actually implement sword combat to try and balance out how it's being used. And it's a really nice article. I'm going to have a link to it in the show notes. So if you get a chance and you want to read through it, you can. But the the highlights of it were a couple of things that I thought were really interesting. One that that Mike talked about how they want to expand weapon variety in the future, and and that means bringing different types of weapons beyond just like fire bombs into Sea of Thieves. So possibly different types of uh, melee weapons or different types of guns that we could possibly see over the next year in Sea of Thieves, which I think is really exciting to think about how it can change up the meta that way. But there, the thing that I think was was kind of interesting about this article was is that Mike goes into an explanation of what I, I'm I'm not saying that this is how everyone in Sea of Thieves feels, but as far as uh, Mike speaks to exploits and the quote is, uh, seeing players master a set of mechanics and use their own ingenuity to the best of an opponent is the intention. However, finding what is essentially a flaw in the originally implemented system and using that as an advantage in combat is something we would determine to be an exploit. So that's about as clean cut as I think you can get when it comes to who's exploiting, uh, and, and what that, what that entails. So things like um attacking someone below deck and and swiping the sword on the ceiling and actually causing damage to someone above deck that to me would be uh circumnavigating the original intent of the actual mechanics and that would be what i would consider an exploit um having something like the the sword macro that should be killed with this update uh, so that people are stunned in place so they can't retaliate if you're uh, swinging the sword once and then stowing it bringing it back out and hitting them again in the form of a macro Um, things like that that's a a, that's circumnavigating the intent of the mechanic so i love that mike kind of spells this out for everyone Hopefully that people will realize that this is something that's not going to be tolerated and if they don't patch it out it will be something that if reported people will probably start seeing bans from. Uh, It hasn't been something that's come up for about a year but I know that Rare is still adamant about there being no cheating in Sea of Thieves and I would not risk... um, I would not risk my account and all the stuff that I've earned for the sake of trying to win out on one fight in a server that isn't going to matter in a few hours when I'm done playing on it uh, just for the sake of losing some treasure that I can always make up for another time because it's not like... I'm going to be playing this game once and then that's going to be it. Uh, I, I I love this. I, I agree with um, a lot of the things that are said in the article. Um, I didn't really see a whole lot that I would say was uh, not something that, that, that should. I mean, some of this stuff could have been said. Some of this stuff didn't necessarily need to be said. But I'm glad that um, Mike took the time to talk about it so that we could actually hear from one of the main designers about you know, what, what's going to be happening with the game in the coming year as they continue to, to iterate on uh, combat so that it's it feels better because things like hit registration, that's still a, a big issue for, um, uh, for, for people in the game. And it makes sense because hit registration is a very important thing when you're using projectiles. Uh, and not hit scan. If it's hit scan, it doesn't matter because as soon as the the reticle's over the pirate and you pull the trigger, it's going to register that hit. But with projectiles, it's it's more realistic. But you also have to make sure that you're you're getting it as accurate as possible, as much as you can, in a game where you're on a ship that's. Floating on a simulated water and you're bouncing around trying to shoot someone who's bouncing around on the ship. So I understand it's a it's a difficult task. And they've constantly tried to improve it as time goes on. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that they're making sure that things on all scopes of combat are being addressed uh, as well. And One of the things that I didn't think I I mentioned last week that I thought was kind of nice to see was there was a removal of the stun for sword slashes. So say someone actually hits you with a sword. If you get hit with it, you're not stuck. You don't have to worry about not being able to continue running. You're going to get hit, but you can just turn around and block or or do what you need to uh, at that point. You're not just stuck there, um, which I think was something that will have to be something that I take into account while I'm actually combating uh, or while I'm actually in combat with swords, because typically if I could get someone hit and they were stuck there, then I could get three swings in and then, get knocked back or 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 hop back and then do a sword lunge and that would be the end of it uh but with them not being stunned i have to anticipate the fact that they might move or try and do something else and that that's going to have to play into that whole muscle memory which they've definitely mike speaks to in this article about how they want to make sure that they live with a change long enough for people to get into a a rhythm with it and that they're able to get like a um, an actual muscle memory to it kind of the same way that we did with barrels when barrels changed uh, for the 2.0 update and we had to address the fact that there were going to be a couple more keys that we had to deal with or different keys that we had to deal with when we were actually getting supplies in and out of barrels. Same thing with combat, and I'm sure if there are changes that come to the game regarding actual, uh, uh, sh- um, what am I thinking, guns uh, with projectiles and stuff, then I think that we'll want to live with that for a little bit, just to kind of feel it out and see is this something that feels okay after we get used to it, or is there still something fundamentally uh, wrong with how the how how the fantasy should play out in our heads with uh, with with how um, combat works in Sea of Thieves because it is live or die and if you can win in a combat fight with uh, weapons then there's a good chance that you're not going to have a ship after that if, if a crew is capable. Not always, but there's there's a lot of times where ships sink as a result of a really good uh, person who who's who's uh, on the ship actually keeping the crew occupied while others uh, take shots at the actual hull. Next up on today's docket, let's talk about the Sea of Thieves year-in review. So if you haven't had a chance and would love to find out some stats about what you did this year, as well as what other pirates did this year, head over to sea forward slash year dash in dash review. Again, I'm going to have the link in the show notes, but this was pretty cool. Um, it was nice to get a chance to see uh, what sea of thieves was like throughout the entire year so if you go to the website you'll see immediately you log into your microsoft account it'll pull up your pirate you'll see all of your reputations like currently i'm uh, level 50 with all the original ones 10 on athena's fortune 22 in sea dogs and 37 in the hunter's call so i definitely still have some work to do in the arena but it's one of the lower end things that i think i i have going on and then you look at the actual uh stats for the entire year as far as what players have done players have completed 81,121,937 voyages and the amount of gold that everyone has earned is 216 billion gold so there's definitely room for people to spend some money in things um, i've personally earned uh... three three million seven hundred and eighteen seven hundred and seventy gold and i've set foot on fifteen hundred and eighty seven islands which i think i probably do more than that than anything else some of the different things that i think a lot of people had fun was finding out how much how how far people have sailed in the game uh... as well as how many voyages they've completed and as far as uh... ships sank now it's funny because I, when I'm sailing, I'm only ever sailing with either a couple people uh, who are, are pretty chill and we don't do a whole lot. Uh, we just kind of sail around and have fun, grab stuff randomly. Or I'm on with uh, murderous pirates who constantly want to murder everyone on the server, which is always fun. So for me, I've only sank 133 ships, which is pitiful. I, I understand that. And I blame it purely on the fact that I'm so set in building community that I, I I honestly would rather get a chance to try and talk to someone most of the time, uh, unless I'm with my crew who like to murder at which point it's, it's mostly just go out and murder them as much as possible. I've actually encountered, (laughs) I've actually encountered the Megalodon more times than I have actual ships that I've sank. Uh, I've, I've encountered the Megalodon 170 times, um, which I think is is nice, but I'm still trying to find, uh, still trying to find that shrouded ghost out there. So again, really cool that this is uh, even a thing. I, I've been seeing this a lot with like Nintendo and other companies uh, putting out their year in review and giving some people. An opportunity to kind of check out some of their stats, so I would love to see um, see some people kind of reach out to me and uh, uh, see who's got the most, um, and and uh, see like who who sank the most ships or who's gained the most gold, you know, see who who the best is out there, uh, or at least who has the most time with the best crew, and uh, yeah, you can always head out there and and check out and see. Um, I would love to know if Rare could actually pull out stats uh, for players and say like this person is the person that sailed the most and this person is the person who earned the most and this person is the person who sank the most um i would love to to have like crowned champions from rare get like some special codes or something uh for being the best out of the the stats that are listed here uh trickster in chat says that he's only sunk 79 ships and that's because trickster you you go out and you're one of the nicest pirates i've i've gotten to meet so i know i know for a fact that the 79 ships that sunk you they probably loved you as well too so i wouldn't i wouldn't worry too much about that um And I'm trying to think, was there, let's see, I wanted to talk about the year in review. I wanted to talk about Sword Combat Balance. Oh, the last thing that I wanted to kind of shotgun is uh, the the PC Gamer magazine. Um, Or magazine? Yeah, magazine. I think they still do a magazine. I can't remember. I'll have to check next time I go to a Barnes & Noble. But I'm pretty sure they still have a magazine. They uh, wrote an article about four days ago as of the recording. And they said that Sea of Thieves in 2019 is the best ongoing game and darn it if if i can't if 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 the podcast isn't enough for you guys to know that i'm a little biased about this i'm gonna say yeah sea of thieves is definitely what i would consider the best ongoing game even better than Fortnite's chapter two sucking the whole world into a black hole even beyond that because that was cool but that was more them trying to reboot the entire world as opposed to improving upon uh the existing world like they didn't just make their their base uh map um better uh although they do. Come out with some really cool content, and yeah, I, I know that they did the Star Wars thing the last weekend, and, and that was cool. But again, like Sea of Thieves is just constantly coming out with content, they're constantly trying to find ways to bring stuff to the community that the community asks for. It's nice when companies come out with content that is uh, cool to see and it's different and it's new and interesting, uh, and, and all that good jazz, but. Rare is constantly trying to build this game so that uh, it's getting better and better for the actual players, and they've come out with some really good updates this year. That, by by and large, is is you know it's it's really cool to see some of the stuff that they've added. They've entire had an entire mode to the game for arena. They've added fishing. They've added tall tales. They've revamped their voyage system, and they're going to be doing even more work on that. And Compared to the year prior, it's it's hard to top uh, some of the stuff that they did. They added an entire new region in in 2018. They added all of the skeletons and megalodons and stuff, and that came in ri- right at the tail end of uh, 2018 and into 2019. And I can't wait to see just some some of the things that I I can expect are coming with 2020 uh, as we find out more information about captain flameheart uh hopefully we start learning a little bit more about the sea of damned uh we try and uncover a little more mystery behind uh who the masked uh wanda stranger is and also just hopefully getting some mermaid news you know maybe we can actually get some uh some information about who the the merfolk are just the mer as they're referred to in the uh the rpg book and um Find out like are are we going to go visit some really interesting things? Um, before I go, there was a, a really cool um, story that I found out about in the forums. Um, I'm I, I really I was hoping I could actually get a chance to uh, to 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 actually kind of talk about this on the podcast a little bit. What I actually wanted to do was actually read the entire story. But Mina Fairy, um, or no, I'm sorry, not Mina Fairy, Cat uh, True Walker, who is one of the um, the, the the actual uh, boat swains for the forums. Um, they went out and actually, or she went out and actually typed up this entire story about a monkey trapped on Mermaid's Hideaway. And, uh, on, and on Mermaid's Hideaway, um, the, the monkey kind of lives this life of wanting to, to see more and go out into the world and stuff. And uh, she wrote this really beautiful long story um, that she put into like a PowerPoint uh, that she, she posted in the forum as well, too. I'm going to find the link when I'm done talking and I'm actually going to put it in the show notes. It's a long read, but it's a good one. And I was really kind of hoping that I could actually uh, read this all out and, and kind of um, kind of voice it. For, for her, uh, so I don't know if she's going to listen to this or not, but I'm hoping that I can get a chance to sit down and um, put voice to the story because I think it would be a fun story to, for everyone to hear, and I would love to, to be able to get a chance to bring this out of the forums and actually put it to another medium that other people might get a chance to actually uh, listen to it because um, a lot of work went into it. It's a, it's a well-told story, and uh, it's, it's definitely something that I want to get more ears on or at least more notice on as, uh, as, as fans of the community before we round out 2018 or no 2019. I don't know what I'm saying. And um, oh, I, I almost forgot. So to kind of update you guys, uh, I still have plans on the interview. Uh, that I recorded with um, one of the rare staff that is still in the works. It's recorded. I'm waiting for approval so that I can actually edit it and then post it out. Um, It might be a little bit later uh, than anticipated, but I'm still hoping to try and get that out before the end of the year. Uh, It'll probably pop into the actual channel, uh, as one of the one of the, the extra ones during the week. And also just to apologize to, the, the last shore leave episode that I did, episode 4. Um, with Pokemon and the Xbox Series X. Uh, I wanted to apologize because I I was trying to get that knocked out in one evening, and it was an evening where I'd just gotten home from work. So I didn't have the amount of time that I typically do to work on these things. Uh, so it went out, and it was not the best quality that I typically try to strive for with uh, with all of my episodes. The, the leveling for um, the background noise was completely off. It blew out all the audio that I was talking about. Out. And subsequently, I've had to go back multiple times to adjust the audio and re-upload the actual, um, the actual file of it. So for anyone that listened to that, I, I just want to say I'm sorry. That's not typically how I, I like to have the podcasts go out. I like to listen to them before I publish them so that when they do go out, it's at, at the quality that I'm, I'm okay with. Uh, otherwise, I'd go back and actually uh, edit it some more to get it, get it to, to where I'm happy with it. And if you do listen to it now, it should be at a a level that should be um, listenable and that you enjoy it and stuff. But uh, as always, I always enjoy the feedback and I appreciate the feedback from everyone that lets me know that it's not sounding the way it should be um, and that I need to pay more attention to that. So if I do get the the Shore Leave episodes out um, a little during the week, then I, I, I might try and work on those a little more each day, as opposed to trying to to do it all in one night where I'm not going to have nearly as much time as I typically do on Sundays when I work on these. Next up on today's podcast, I did want to bring up the uh, next community email that I had coming in from Noah. Now, obviously, we had that one earlier with Lucas, and I wanted to make sure that I got a first mate's log in this week as well. So Noah wrote in and said, I had this on the Discord and just heard I can send it here too. Long story, kind of, but geez, this one was brutal. We started on Plunder Outpost and we drank a few grogs and then made our way to our mighty galleon, the Fate of the North. Once aboard, we marked the mighty fort of the Damned. On our way, after collecting the skull and lighted lanterns, we defeated a mighty Kraken. We continued to the fort and started it. After clearing waves upon waves of skeleton trash, we noticed a sloop. I called out, Back to the ship! Be prepared to defend! Suddenly, my crew ran down to the ship. We had to protect the loot. We had from killing the mighty Kraken. Our ship creaked, then all hell broke loose. The sloop shot, and we decided, no more. We lit up the nighttime air with cannon fire and light. The sloop has sunk, but this wouldn't be the end of them. As a storm came around ahead, I decided to stay on the ship and bail out any water that could get in. After hearing shots and bones bursting apart, I knew my crew would be fine. I looked on the horizon again and noticed the same sloop along with another sloop. As they got close, I called my crew back, and once again, we lit the night up with cannon fire. The sloops sank, and once again, we prospered. All the time preparing and resource gathering paid off. As the vicious gray morrow appeared, another sloop parked in our blind spot. Instead of attacking, they continuously shot themselves over and raided our supplies. We kept up fighting, and eventually, the sloop sank. Their intents damaged us, but we were able to win, taking down Grey Graymarrow and scavenging the fort of its loot. As we were prepared to head back to the outpost, a brig had appeared. With a breath, I knew we couldn't survive. This brig would be supplies- supplied, and with our mere resources, we couldn't fight back. I hopped onto their ship and lit the brig on fire. As I consistently killed the crew over and over again, my health depleted, and so did the ship. As the brig sank... I gave my crew enough time to leave towards the outpost. We did, it, we did it. We took down the mighty fort of the damned, along with crews that came along in hope of the treasure and fame. As we sold the loot, we went back to, up to the tavern. We drank as much as we could and covering the floor in, and accomplishments. Noah, thank you so much for writing in such a great story. I love hearing that you guys had a chance to get the fort of the loot and actually survive whilst fighting off all of the ships that came to take your treasure. It reminds me a lot of the times that we had when the game was still young and all the forts were always contestant because we only got them once every three hours so hearing that you took the time invested all of the supplies that you had to get the treasure and make off with it was great and good job boarding and setting the ship ablaze because that's always something that i think uh, a lot of pirates aspire to be that pirate to try and uh, make sure that they they are the ones that are are instrumental in getting their crew their treasure all right pirates that's going to do it for this episode of keelhauled i hope you had a good time i hope you enjoyed this i know folks in chats were in the the twitch stream were having a good time today and again a big thank to a big thank you to Tuck for bringing in all of his friends uh from his stream and yeah um again with with everything that goes on with sea thieves if you want to get a hold of me there are plenty of ways to do it you can always reach me at uh, c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com you can send in emails the way the folks did today Uh, i still have one more email that's a big story that I want to get into the podcast, so I appreciate that they sent it to me. Uh, I just want to make sure that it's um, one that I'll, I'll have ready for uh, a big chunk of the actual first mate's log. Uh, if you just want to hit me up on Twitter, there's always ways to do that too. At C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. And if you just want to say hi to me in Xbox, um, my gamer tag is C-A-P-T-A-I-N L-O-G-U-N. And Pirates with that, thank you Twitch chat for for hanging out with me tonight. Thank you so much for chatting. I appreciate and love you guys. I really appreciate all the follows that, that came in and uh, Trickster with the, the sub for 12 months, an entire year that you've been subbing to me and I love you for that uh, and everyone that's just listening to this i hope you have a wonderful a wonderful christmas holiday whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate i hope you have a wonderful time doing it and that you get some time off to enjoy it i hope everyone had a chance to see star wars because i might be spoiling that in a short leave episode that has proper audio levels next time and again that that interview is coming i'm hoping that i can get it out this week and uh, if not um, it will definitely be coming next week and next episode is the 100th episode of the podcast I will have been making, well, technically I'll have more than 100 episodes under my belt, but I don't really count the shore leave episodes because that's kind of like a, a side gig for the podcast, but dedicated Keel Hall podcasts uh next episode is going to be number 100 and i hope you guys are here i'm gonna see uh twitch chat is, is trying to convince me to stream it i may do that i may actually stream the 100th episode as well and we'll just sit down and build a podcast together and uh see how things go and pirates with that thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves